This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Yak Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yak Gadget offers all kinds of storage accessories, quick mount motor mounts, anchor systems, track mounted accessories, even paddles. Go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water. The 153 Bay Company, based in Troy, Ohio, make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits. Hook them hard and hook them off. All of our baits are made to order and all of our hard baits are hand painted to order. So go to the 153anglers.com to place your order today. Based in Santa Ana, California, BioAno Power provides the highest performance lithium-ion phosphate batteries for the marine market. These batteries are one quarter the weight of sealed lead acid batteries, provide over 2,000 to 3,000 charge cycles, and a 10-plus year service life. These batteries can be used for any deep cycle application, including running fish finders, trolling motors, live wells, and LED lights. For more information, visit BioAnoPower.com. That's B-I-O-E-N-N-O-P-O-W. WER.com or contact dealers nationwide. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. You're listening to the final cast on Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm Brad. What's up? I'm Josh. What's up, man? How you doing? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Got a cool uh, episode lined up today, man. For we're gonna sure, be talking. Sure. Uh, we're, we're gonna be talking about Motor Guide with Shane Lamont. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Yeah, you got it right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of awesome. people say lemon, so that's good. Yeah. Well, I saw the 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 M uppercase. So I was like, yeah. I got nice. it. Attention to detail. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. I'm glad I, I got it right because I forgot to ask you before we started recording. Oh, <laughs> well, you hit it, dude. Good job. Sweet. Awesome. Uh yeah, dude. You want to start off uh telling us a little bit about yourself, how you got into kayaks and uh kayak fishing, all this all that stuff. Yeah. First, Brad, Josh, thanks for having me on the show. I'm stoked for tonight. Should be a fun one. Uh so basically I started off at a young age, maybe around the age of 13 or so, 12, when I first started bass fishing, kind of trout fish before that with my grandpa and uh, one of my family friends for a while. But then I got into float tube fishing and I float tubed for, I float tube for probably, man, probably close to 10 years. Uh, I was in a caddis and then I got into fish cat four and I've just fished a local lake around, um, around SoCal and, caught you know caught a lot of fish on a texas rig worm that's pretty much what i learned how to fish with at first and then didn't think fish bit anything else <laughs> except that texas rig worm and uh that's kind of just how i fell in love with fishing is just getting out of my float tube you know being in nature and just hanging out with some buddies that did the same float tube thing with me and then i actually started an instagram account it's called bass Nuts fishing 
And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because when I first started it, I kind of started as a joke. My slogan, keep your thumbs ripped, it kind of picked up traction kind of organically. And uh, I started to get followers and followers and I was like, well, this is really cool. And then people started to send me pictures of their thumbs and they started to send me pictures of their fish. And I kind of turned into like a reshare page in the beginning. And it, I just gained a, a pretty decent following on social media. And I just started to do YouTube a little bit out of my float tube. I had a like a PVC kind of thing over my over my head. And I was recording myself in my float tube for a little bit. And it was really fun. And then I just fun fished for like that 10 years. And, um, and just because of all that, I just kept falling more in love with it. And then I saw the, the ad for bonafide kayaks when they first came out and i saw that guy standing up and i was like dude i have to be able to get into one of those kayaks like i i loved it as soon as i saw the promo video when they first came out so i reached out to the guys at bonafide on their instagram and because of my following i was able to kind of get on their on their team early and got a little deal and was able to purchase my first kayak which was an ss 127 and then from from there i was i started paddling and I was like, man, this is pretty tough to paddle and fish, especially out here in SoCal. We got deep, clear reservoirs. It gets windy. Uh, it's just, it's kind of tough to get around paddling out here. It's not like little back creeks and stuff, you know, it's like big lakes. And so that gained my interest. I saw my buddy Alex Cox. Um, at the time, he wasn't my buddy, but I saw him on Instagram. He put a Motor Guide XI3 on his kayak, and I was like, I have to have that thing. It has pinpoint. GPS and I and I was like, dude, I have to get that. So I started to become friends with him, put one on like two years ago, gained a relationship with Motor Guide. And then I kind of got introduced into competitive kayak fishing at one of the local clubs out here, SoCal Kayak Anglers. And then that started to just continue to grow my passion for competing. And now we're coming here today. And I'm fortunate enough to be going to Texas in a couple of weeks and fishing pretty much the biggest tournament that kayaks kind of have right now is the bass nation kayak series mm -hmm. i qualified up at clear lake last year in august and it's just going to be a really fun time so i'm that's kind of brings me to today and um you know i'm fortunate to have a really good relationship with motor guide nice yeah yeah so you, you haven't been kayak fishing for very long then a few years yeah like two or three yeah like probably just over two years <laughs> yeah that's crazy man yeah heck yeah man how do you like it so far I love it, dude, especially, you know, I, I kind of got off of it a little bit, but at first paddling in the wind and stuff and trying to hold my spot was really hard. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, there's got to be a better way to this. That's when I got the motor. And ever since I got the motor, it's just been like, you know, I've always wanted a bass boat growing up. And yeah. I really feel like having that bow mount on the front, you know, really um, helps that desire, you know, kind of be pushed off for a while because mm -hmm. I really feel like I'm just on the front of the bass boat now, like all day long. And it's, it's really fun. Yeah, it's it's one of those things because you kind of, I don't know, you kind of laugh at the argument where people are like, oh, you know, it's not, it's not true to kayaking, you know, not yeah. like whether like you're talking about pet, pedal drives and or motors at this point. But I mean, dude, I tried. I tried to fish lakes. I tried and I tried and I tried and I hated it. I'm like, it's just, it doesn't take much wind. It, it really doesn't. It doesn't take it. When it hits about 10, you're like, Psh yeah <laughs> you know, like that's it man like i can't get a ca you can cast but you're like you're a center trying to work your bait you're like that bait's moving so fast now like because you're reeling it in on top of you know or you're just drifting it but yeah. you know like it's it becomes it's too hard it's too yeah. hard to keep position it's too hard to be accurate it's you blow away from your spots or onto your spots you know so it's like yeah. the when pedal drives you know became popular and then you know the motors i think the motors kind of really hit off due to the tournament scene you know yeah, it's sure. like they needed you know pe people are like getting serious about you know tournament fishing you've got guys that are like man i need to get to point a to point b a lot faster you know i can't be out here paddling uh you know but by, by the time i make this you know one mile track i'm gonna be you know crapped out man my energy is gonna be gone you know especially yeah. if it's windy you know no, it's like serious. you may not even make it like there's times yeah. i've paddled a try to paddle across the lake i'm like i don't even know i can make it dude like <laughs> you know like <laughs> see i i i was in that same boat last year uh paddling in this 25 mile an hour wind for a tournament and 
my shoulder hurt so bad that after that day, I was like, I got to do something. I'm getting me a motor. And I haven't looked back since. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I tell a lot of people like you spend so much time with the paddle in your hand, trying to position yourself mm -hmm. that you're missing out on so many casts. And I feel like that's one of the advantages that a pedal guy has over a paddle guy is that the pedal guy is hands-free and he's just casting and casting and casting. And, you know, that's the advantage I feel like from pedal to paddle. So now the motor just takes the, I guess the energy on your body away from that. Mm -hmm. And you're able to, you know, get a lot more casts in and more casts. Mm -hmm. I mean, people say, well, does it really help you catch more fish? Oh yeah. Well, yeah, because your, your bait's in the water longer. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it, people are like, and they're like, well, that doesn't make you a better angler. It doesn't make you a better angler. You know what I mean? That's all about yeah. map study. That's all about picking the right baits. I mean, we all know fishing is a mix of skill and luck. You know? sure. And game and, of numbers. It's a game of numbers. Yeah, and yeah. equipment. I mean, yeah. you know, like, and I'm not saying that that makes anybody better, but you, all you do is increase your odds, your chances. You get more casts. You get that lure in the water. It stays in the water. It's You're not sitting there because there's nothing worse then casting once, repositioning, casting once, repositioning, <laughs> casting once. And I hate anchoring. I'm not a fan of anchors. Like I have them, but I mean, to be honest with you, they're dangerous in kayaks, you know, mm -hmm. especially with me yeah. and Brad being river guys. Um, you know, they've always, I've heard a lot of people say, uh, Jeff Little is real notorious for saying it, you know, the least amount of cordage you can have, you know, mm -hmm. in your boat, the better. Um, for sure. You know, so, but Dude, and Josh, I, I'm glad you brought that up really quick because yeah. that's one of the sweetest things about the motor guide is that it's completely wireless. Like I have yeah. a little remote at the bottom of my life jacket and my buddy Alex actually runs the wireless foot pedal on his new canoe pursuit because the pursuit's super wide. He mm -hmm. positions it up to the left a little bit and he's able to use the wireless foot pedal on his kayak oh, and he's cool. completely hands-free. So that was one of the things that intrigued me too. And I'm glad you said that there's no, rudder system there's no you know there's no extra things it's just literally your motor in the front your battery's in the back and there's nothing in me there's everything's in the kayak so yeah yeah that's something josh uh i did a river float with chris yalk a few weeks ago and i decided to uh take the motor down the river i know i know it sucks for carrying and portaging and all that stuff but yeah. dude doing nice. doing a float with a, a motor is fun it's all <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I mean, I, I was I'm you you know how fast the current is going through some of these bridges and stuff. I was yeah. anchored down in that spot just casting 30 minutes straight, didn't yeah. even have to position. And Brad, that, that pinpoint keeps you pretty straight as long as you're facing into the wind a little bit, mm -hmm. or you know, once it kind of sets itself, like I mean, I don't move at all. I don't know about you, but I don't I don't move at all once I hit that anchor button. Oh, I don't either, unless I'm trying to cast towards somewhere and then i'm pointed towards which way the wind's blowing from you know what i mean yeah but, yeah which isn't a big deal because like the bonafide's so stable you could just turn and you know stand sideways yeah for Same sure with new canoe but what i like to do a lot of times too is like honestly like i use the anchor mode quite a bit but one of the things that i do a lot of is like i just make like small little adjustments as i'm casting on a spot because like you said like instead of turning sideways having the motor having the the boat you know position the wind and you're casting sideways what i do is, is i take the anchor mode off and i kind of position myself and i've gotten so used to it it's like second nature to me that i make small little adjustments as i'm kind of working a bank methodically or whatever it is so something else that you kind of get used to as as the more time you spend with it you kind of understand like you can you can kind of like back up into your into yourself and and know when to cast and when not to cast kind of thing it's it's i don't know the more time yeah. you spend, the, the, the more you'll understand that. Yeah, I'm starting to get the hang of it. Um, I, I had it on a new canoe pursuit at the end of last year, but then I, I took it off. I didn't end up liking that as much as the Bonafide. Uh, Switch back to the Bonafide this year and put it on. I'm like, oh, man, this is like the perfect setup for me. Yeah, and then one objective just, you know, they, they've been just doing incredible with all their mounts. They cover mm -hmm. like Native, Hobie, Vibe, bonafide like it's just it's so sick that that's the first thing that people say is like well what kind of mount should i get and one objective you know has that has that covered for sure so that was pretty sweet they need to start making something for old town my buddy was looking for one and he ended up selling his old town because nobody made a mount for it 
Yeah, well, they got that autopilot Minn Kota. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but the <laughs> they don't have it on. The, no, they don't have it on every kayak. Like he had a top water. So yeah, he yeah. Wanted, he wanted an XI three on the top water. Yeah, but, no, that makes sense. One of the rubs about like I think the autopilot is is super sweet, but one of the rubs is a forty five pound thrust. So my buddy yeah. Anthony, he has one. He's on their team, and he gets like three point eight miles an hour, and I'm just like. I mean, it's oh, it's man. nice, but forty five pound thrust. I'm sure they're gonna come out with a fifty five pound or something soon. But because mm-hmm. I got a fifty five pound and I go about four point five, four point six. I don't know yeah. about what you get. Yeah, that's what you get. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah, with the flex wings and everything. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I'm about the same. Yeah. Which is pretty quick. I mean, even with the torpedo on there, I was going five. So it's not yeah. that big of a difference, you know. I yeah, and no, I. I just think you're getting more with motor guide than over a torpedo, but that's just me. Yeah. And then you got the hundred amp hour battery, whatever lithium battery you decide to go with. I mean, mm-hmm. the hundred amp lithium, it, it lasts me. I've never killed it personally. I've heard of some guys killing it in a day, but that has to be like insane current and you're running it all day long and yeah. you're pushing it to the max because I ran it for 16 hours before and on one charge and I ran a Dakota lithium hundred amp mm-hmm. and so, and then with the weight of the lithium, it was just like a match made in heaven. Cause you got like a 32 pound motor on the front. That's about what the XI3 weighs. And then the lithium battery, like 29 to 31. So it kind of counterbalances itself pretty good. Mm-hmm. So it was just a match made in heaven. Cause when I first started out, I had like a huge lead acid 60 amp hour, like <laughs> oh, 70 pound battery. Cause that's all I could afford at the time. Yeah, You know what I mean? And then that was dying really fast. And the cool thing about a lithium battery is that it'll, it'll go a hundred percent till it's dead. Mm-hmm. But when you have a lead acid battery, you know, once you kind of get, you know, towards the last quarter of the battery, you just slow down. And then you mm-hmm. see that blinking red light on the motor guide and you got like three miles to get back to the launch <laughs> yeah. and it dies. And then you bust your paddle out and yeah, <laughs> it's happened a couple of times when I had that lead acid. I was going to say the uh, lithium battery doesn't, it's not compatible with the battery indicator on the motor, is it? It just, it just dies. That's a good I, question. I've never pushed it that far yet, which I probably should, but if it's a hundred, it's a hundred percent at all times. So it probably yeah, won't. I, yeah, probably I killed my battery once and it, the indicator didn't come on. I was just like, what just happened? You had a hundred <laughs> amp and you killed it? Yeah. Well, that was, I, I went two trips up and down the river, so six oh, okay. miles, 12 miles total. Yeah. Ended up dying, but. How many hours do you think you're in? Oh, man. 16, 18, something like yeah. that. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah. Josh, you were about to say something, my bad. No, I was, I was just saying, yeah, I wouldn't see why that indicator light would even come on because it's probably just a warning that it's not running its full voltage, you know? Mm-hmm. So, cause I mean, I, I laugh at all the time when I've got my Dakotas hooked up to, um, I have a, uh, like, um, a little voltage meter that I'll mm-hmm. plug in, um, and on it has a USB. So I also run like, uh, a Dakota lithium for, my gopros because i have them externally wired and i'll look down at that thing and it's always at 13.7 to 13.4 volts like it and it yeah. stays like that until it dies it doesn't yeah. ever change so yeah. um it's uh it's probably just it's probably tied into that brad you'll probably never see that light come on if you're running yeah which i mean isn't maybe a big deal. maybe really kind of towards the end or something maybe but i don't think like you're not gonna see it like Shane was commenting like you would on a, an SLA where, you know, it can read that that voltage is getting like in the nine, the eight, you know, seven, six volts, you know, down to the bottom. So, yeah. um, Brad, what, what plugs are you using on your, on your, uh, connections? Uh, I think, I think they're Atwood plugs. Maybe okay. they're not the Marinco ones that everybody told me to get. Cause one thing that would be interesting for everyone that's listening right now is that I've done, you know, almost two years of R and D with a bunch of my other friends that all have the motor. And I've even talked to Sam about this at motor guide and Atwood. They're all connected with each other just so everyone knows that. But, um, those plugs that they recommend mm-hmm. are not good and you will burn those plugs up. 
Yeah. It's going to happen to you. It's happened to me like multiple times. I've had to carry new plugs with me. You know, it's one of the things that we kind of hear quite, quite often is that, you know, the plugs are burning up. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that we've kind of changed to recently, and I'm going to give credit to Ramel, um, the wizard. I don't know if you've, if you've seen him before, Ramel Lab Labrador, I think his name is. Yeah. See those ones right there, man. Like those ones will burn up. And I'm, oh, well, I'm, that's I'm good to know being, because that's what I'm just I'm being honest. Yeah, I'm just being honest. So one thing that we've all changed to because of Ramel um, kind of, you know, started this with my buddy Danny and Alex. And now I've been running it for like almost like six months now are Anderson plugs. And before you kind of say like what Anderson plugs, uh, what, what we use right now, they're called Powerworks and they're SB50. So they're pretty heavy duty. And um the connection on those anderson plugs they kind of click into each other really tight they have waterproof casing on them so that it won't get you know they won't get wet and those have been just exceptional so far for for a lot of us that have been running it for a while and that had problems with the other plugs in the past so just something to kind of consider um that's what we've been using when we rig all of our kayaks over at kayak fish supplies we've been using we're going to be using anderson plugs from you know from here on out and I know that Sam and Motor Guide, you know, they are working on trying to come out with some sort of different plug right now. But um, just something to kind of think about, you know, because wiring is literally like probably like the most important thing that you guys, whoever's installing your motor or if you're mm -hmm. installing as a DIYer, it's literally like the most important factor of it. Because if you mm -hmm. use the wrong gauge wire or if you use the wrong plug and you're out there, it's just going to be frustrating because, you know, your plugs aren't going to work and mm -hmm. it's going to cause more havoc you know there's nothing worse every time i get on the water the first thing i say is when i when i plug my plugs in and my battery turns on i go well that's a good start <laughs> yeah. there's nothing Jeez. worse than plugging that plug in lines in or launches like 10 minutes away and nothing happens it's it's oh. the worst but yeah that was have the right stuff you know you gotta you gotta have the right gauge wire so like what what motor guide recommends is that it comes stock with 10 gauge wire off the motor Mm -hmm. And it comes with like, I think a three foot, it's like three foot in length. So mm -hmm. what you do is, is you kind of, you know, see how long your wire is that you want to go to your first plug, snip that off. And then what guys do is they use that extra wiring as a pigtail on the back end for your battery. Cause when you're running that power short distance, you just need a 10 gauge wire. It's just short. But when you're running it through the boat, um, we use eight gauge wire and we use like this. Um, let's see, we use, there's stuff called like flat duplex wire and, mm -hmm. and it's like marine grade. So it's like in a white casing and the red and black wire together. So that way you don't have like two wires going throughout your whole boat. It's just one wire going through. That's a good so idea. Just some wiring kind of tips to, for the guys that are yep. listening. I'm glad you mentioned the gauge wire thing because a lot, I see a lot of people have that issue. They're using eight gauge and uh, I believe it's over a distance. Like anything under five foot is your eight gauge is good, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then if you're over, if you're over five feet, five foot, you want to use six, right? No, no, no. Like five foot. Cause if your kayaks, like typical kayaks, 12 feet. And if you're going from mm -hmm. front to back, most guys put, I put my battery as far back as possible just so that mm -hmm. I can counterbalance the motor. Like yeah. I talked about earlier, but you can run eight gauge from the front to the back, eight okay. gauge straight to the back. And oh. you don't want too many different wires going on. So just, 10 from the first plug eight to the second plug and then 10 up to your battery and you'll be you'll be okay. good i, I think i overkilled it a 60 amp breakers for sure yeah yeah i think i overkilled it with mine i i, I ran six gauge yeah i mean it, <laughs> we'll see what happens to that plug yeah i i hope I don't know. He's gonna be, he'll be replacing it <laughs> after you told him that he's like i don't want it to come out there in a bonafide it's got this big melted glob out of it but i'm gonna be i'm gonna be uh, uh i'm gonna be uh whatever you call it blowing my air horn you know like yeah, yeah. for somebody my boat's on fire on the water <laughs> yeah yeah um well let's talk kind of about like where how motor guide got kind of involved uh with kayaking because you know we'd seen like mincota been paired has been paired up with old town for quite some time um but they were really kind of the premier as far as trolley motor you had big speed and 
you know, we have Torquedo, but those in, in a sense, I want to almost classify that as the outboard for kayaks, right? Um, those things that's not GPS tied in it, you know, we've, we had guys that were doing a lot of DIY projects. So for years, you know, buying mounting systems in the back, kind of doing the same thing, you know, treating it like almost like an outboard, yeah. but you know, the whole idea of running it on the front came about, you know, and I think you kind of mentioned that we had, well, you had Minkota doing it with Old Town, but that was almost sitting in the middle of the boat. That's not, bow, yeah. you know, mounted at all. And yeah. then you saw the kind of partnership with Motor Guide and New Canoe happen. But there was a lot of guys that had been, you know, buying the bigger or buy, there wasn't the the thirty six inch or whatever whatever size it is that's meant for kayaks. Yeah, you know, they're buying forty yeah. eights and trimming them down. So. You know, you want to talk about where Motor Guide was like, you know what, let's just let's make a different version of this for these guys, you know, so, so they don't have to bother with it. Yeah, so I mentioned off the show, like New Canoe and Motor Guide are, have pretty much been in bed since the beginning. They've kind of been like the boat that is a literally like an open concept boat. It has a perfect spot for the mount. They actually, New Canoe pretty much was the first people to kind of make a mount for the nose of a kayak too. So that's kind of how they got into the kayak scene. With the XI3, when they first designed it, I feel like it wasn't meant for a kayak, but with that relationship with New Canoe, they, it kind of happened by default, especially since it was wireless, like I talked about earlier, which was very important. And then they had the 48 inch shaft. And I really feel like once it started to really gain traction and guys like myself and other guys with social media followings and it, and it just kind of started to blow up, Drew Gregory put it on his boat. A lot mm. of you know bigger names started to put on their boats and the main question that people were giving motor guide and, and myself all the time was how do I cut the shaft? Will it void the warranty? And it just became like this ongoing kind of issue. And so it was exciting for motor guide to kind of release the same exact motor. It's a 55 pound GPS, but they released it in a 36 inch based off of a lot of our you know recommendations. 36 inch was like the perfect length for mm-hmm. almost any kayak that you could do, even a Hobie anything that sticks up a little bit higher, 36 inches, perfect for, for that. When I first cut mine, it was 32 and it was a little bit too short, but 36 was perfect. So it was exciting for them to kind of come out with that product and kind of make a, a statement like, you know, this is our kayak motor now, instead yeah. of what motor do I buy? That's kind of out of the wind. That's kind of out now. It's the kayak XI3 motor that's being sold. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it, it got into the kayak scene, I would say. And then one objective, like I said, has done a great job because that was the, the, that was the next thing was mounting it. And mm-hmm. then to go farther into it, it's how do I stow and deploy this thing was the next biggest struggle. And, you know, there's some cool things coming out and that you're going to be able to kind of buy and, and just pull up and do, stow and deploy it from straight from your seat. Because hmm. that's what Kayak Fish Supplies did with my boat. Nice. I, took it to, I took it to their shop a year and a half ago before I started working for them. And I was like, hey, guys, I really think if you guys come up with a way to stow and deploy this thing from the seat, it could really be cool. And it could really, you know, turn some heads because not everyone wants to climb hands and knees on the front of their boat and push it into the water and and do all that, you know. So they came out with a sweet way to – I literally have a little handle by my seat. I pull it. It releases the lever. And I'm able to use another cord to pull my motor up. And it's all from my seat. And I can Hmm. do the same thing deploying it. Dude, you're going to have to let me know about that. I want to do that. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So Kayak Fish Supplies actually sells a kit right now. It comes with instructions. Um, but there's, you know, there's something else that's coming that's a little bit cleaner and stuff and with some other companies. But they actually do sell a kit right now on their website, which is strictly for bona fides. Nice. You know, the length of the cord and the tension to pull that front piece down and the little metal tab they install under, everything – that they have is designed for a bona fide. Nice. That's cool. Up. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to go back to the warranty just cause I see a lot of people post this in the owner's group all the time, uh, mm-hmm. asking if cutting down the shaft does void the warranty. I talked to somebody on their, in, on motor guides, Instagram, they said it does void the warranty. So if you do go with like a 48 inch shaft or whatever, and you cut it down, don't do that. Yeah. Just, just get a kayak motor. <laughs> just get a kayak motor now. Yeah. That that whole problem is out the window. Just get the kayak motor. Yep. Yeah. 
And it's be, the same price. And be ready to wait because since these things came out, you know, it's been, I mean, mm -hmm. it's been a waiting list from day one. So, um, you know, try to, you know, figure out something else. Don't go buy the 48 and cut it down because you're just, you're wasting your money at that point. So especially if something, if something happens, you're not necessarily wasting your money, but if something happens at that point, you know, uh, you're kind of, kind of screwed with it. But I mean, I, I was really kind of impressed with that because I remember kind of following along like, oh, this is a great idea. You know, um, I liked it a lot because at the time and I, right now, you know, I have a Kilroy HD and the Kilroy HD is pretty cool because it's got um, it's got a lot of gear tracks. And on the front of the boat, um, it's got like a C deck padding up there. And on the top of that C deck padding, there's two, uh, two rails up there as well. And I'm like, man, I bet you could build a mount for that rail system right there and be able to, and make it removable, you know, fairly easily and not have to drill into any of the plastic and that sort of thing. But, yeah. um, but I like the idea of that, um, because of the wiring, you know, that was the one thing. Cause I've looked at doing big speeds. I looked at doing torquitos. I'm like still cordage. It's, there's still cordage behind yeah. me around where my mm -hmm. rods are. And I don't have the ability in that kayak to drill through, you know, through the inside of the kayak to bring cordage through, yeah. you know, cause it's just all open and For then sure. all my stuff's laying down there, you know? Yeah. So it's like, man, how can I do this? And I've, I've, I've been like, man, this, XI3 is a great idea for that specific kayak. You know, I think it would yeah. it would go really it'd be a good thing to have it removable. So if I don't want to take it on the river, I could, but yeah, but definitely it was cool seeing. I was really impressed with them. I'm like, I really like I like when companies that are in the fishing industry that have been established for a long time take mm. notice to the popularity and the traction it, it can have in the kayak game and not ignore it. You know, like yep. Mincota did that, you know, years ago with Old Town. But I think they're aren't they in the same company? If I remember correctly, isn't Minnesota yeah. and Old Town owned by like the same yeah. major company? Yeah. But I mean, that's still that's still a good idea though. Let's still collaborate here, yeah. you know, because this the kayak game is only going to keep getting bigger because it opens doors for people to get off the bank but not have to spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on a boat, you know, and you know, especially for people in the Midwest, like you know, having a boat's great and all, but you know there's a solid probably three to four months that it's sitting in storage for a lot of people, you know, for sure. And that's just an added, you know, expense, you know, yeah. where do I store this thing or it's taking up room in your garage or whatever, but yeah. And one thing too, that I really like kind of like what you just said is like, you know, you can spend, this kind of sounds like a lot at first, but like $6,000, let's just say 6,000, maybe 7,000. And you can have like, the best electronics that are out there you could have the xi3 with the gps pinpoint you could literally have like an insane deck of a bass boat as a kayak and it can go in your garage wherever you want to store it yeah like you said and it's it's just i don't know like i said earlier it's just um created that fix for me to not even i don't even think about a bass boat like at all anymore yeah. like it's not even mm -hmm. like a thing for me especially with the, the competition and like you said it's growing it's fun to be a, it's fun to be a part of it you know, in the early stages too, because I, I, mm -hmm. I feel like we're still even in the early stages Yeah, and it's just, it's so fun, dude. Yeah. And you, you're it. not, you're not, you don't have a bunch of gas involved and maintenance yeah. and you know, it's just, and the basketball scene is just like, so like you get, you get into that and you're like, there's, there's just so many, there's so many yeah. different <laughs> clubs and tournaments and it's all, yeah. you know, everyone's already in that's in, you know, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's tough to get started right now and go grab a bass boat and go yeah. try to go to the classic. And you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's tough. I just, it's, it's a cool, you know, it's cool to be a part of it. Cause I've been doing it for, well, I don't know, Brad, what have we been doing this for? I think you started in a kayak a little bit before me, but yeah. Brad and I were following in the same uh, fishing forum for years and it was funny because we lived like literally right down the street from each other <laughs> like i mean i could it took me like two minutes to get to brad's house and um but you know it's like it is i think i think it's still you know fairly young but you know for a motor guide to take that step it just you know they're just listening that's it's a good yeah. thing I, I, i'd like to see some other companies you know keep doing things like that because 
I think that it's only going to benefit them. You know, I think it's going to be like, Hey, you know, I mean, look at motor guy. They can't keep that stupid motor in stock. Like, dude, it's like, like you just said that your outfitter store, you guys get 12 and they're accounted for, you know? Well, it's the same thing here too. I I know raccoon Creek, they sell them and he's like, you bet you guys better hurry. They're going to go real fast. The next day they were going. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. It's funny because some people send me a link. Actually, Home Depot actually sells them too. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, really? <laughs> they're an Atwood yes. dealer. Yeah. Yep. They're a what dealer? Atwood. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's like all the accessories and all the other stuff that Mercury and Motor Guy, they're all mm-hmm. Mercury, Motor Guy, and Atwood are all this under each other. I'm going to have to go. You said Home Depot. I got to go over to Home Depot and be like, hey, <laughs> I don't know, know if they're It's in on stock, the website. But, yeah, it's on the website. I know I, I've seen people post in the bonafide owners group. They're like, I just got my motor on the website, Home Depot. <laughs> Home Depot pro staff, dude. <laughs> you got to hit up Home Depot. No kidding. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. You see Brad like wearing that bright ass orange shit all over the lake. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, and I'd be looking at like on his red bonafide. And be like, look at that floating construction cone over there. <laughs> oh, who was that? Who was that NASCAR driver that drove for Home Depot? uh tony stewart Stewart, yeah Yeah, i'll be like tony stewart out on the water i'll put a big number on the side of my kayak (laughs) rapid depot yeah and you know another cool thing too is like the motor when you when people first like kind of ask me like how much is it i go you know it's like 1279 dollars something like that and they're like wow that's not as expensive as i thought but obviously you got to get a battery and stuff but at the end of the day like if you're if you're serious about kayak fishing $2,700, $3,000. $2,700, $3,000. I know it sounds like a lot, but it is so worth it. Having the ability to stay on one spot has helped me tremendously. You know, in, in my own small career, you know, I went up to Clear Lake and was able to sit on a rock pile and, mm. you know, throw that Nico rig wherever I wanted to just because I was staying on that one spot and I ended up taking fifth place there. And like, I have to like literally give all the credit to that motor because it's just completely like transformed. And anyone that, gets the motor and they take it out for the first time there's just no doubt that it enhances your ability to to catch more fish because you're like we talked about earlier your your lines in the water more so yeah it'll definitely be worth your investment i know it's a tough pill to swallow maybe at first and i kind of took baby steps to get to it Mm -hmm. but it is 100 worth it i've never heard anyone get it and be like no this isn't this isn't working for me this isn't this isn't you know helping me at all like there's none of that like the ability to even when you catch your fish and you are measuring your fish the last thing you want to worry about is where am i going because your kayak just you're looking at the fish and you're trying to take a picture and your kayak just goes anywhere it wants when you click that anchor mode you're you're right on them so Mm -hmm. you're right where you're at so yeah completely agree man the heading lock feature too i know we talked a little bit about before brad but the heading lock feature is just insane like it works better when you are going slower, if you're going 4.5 miles an hour and you click heading lock, it kind of has a tendency to kind of go like this, kind of go side to side a little bit. Mm-hmm. It'll still keep you fairly straight. Um, but if you're going slow and working a bank with a chatterbait or crankbait and you're covering the shoreline and you, the cool thing too about the motor guy is that it had, it doesn't have like fast, faster, slow, slow. It, it's like, Literally, I, w- I've, I should know how many buttons it is from full speed to zero, but yeah. I want to say it's like 15, somewhere in there. It's like 15 different speeds that you can really dial in, you know, how fast you want to go. And like I was saying earlier, the slower you go, the straighter it will keep you. And it is money when yeah. you're working a shoreline with a reaction bait for sure, or any kind of bait really. Uh, two things on that. I don't know if you saw my post that I made where I was I, – I, uh, I was on heading lock at full speed and I hit my buddy. <laughs> really? Yeah. It, 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 uh, we were, did it go right? Yeah. We were side by side and I was just zigzagging. It just kept yeah. getting worse and worse. And I, yeah. I hit him. <laughs> yeah. But so I want to say it tries to, I want to say it tries to, to when you first hit it, it, it wants to stay exactly where you, where you pressed it. So like yeah. by the time it registers, like where you pressed it and where you hit it. it so you have to kind of get used to, mm-hmm. A little bit of the direction of it unless you upgrade your whole unit and something else i kind of wanted to get into is there is a nema 2000 system and the gateway system that you can connect 
the XI3 to a Lowrance unit only. From what I understand from MotorGuide is that the Lowrance is the only unit that is compatible. I want to say the Elite Series is compatible and the HDS Live Series is compatible with it. When I first put my motor on, I had it all dialed in. Carrie, our guy that rigs our boats out here, did a great job putting it all together, getting the gateway system. I had to switch on my kayak to turn it on and everything. And, you know, I, I, I went on YouTube, tried to, you know, look on how to, you know, um, set it up once you're out on the water because there is a, a process that you have to go through. And, and honestly, I was just too lazy to try to configure it all. And I ended up not even using it because I just felt like it was too much. And just, I like to kind of keep it simple as when you see my kayak, you may not think that, but I really try to try to keep it as simple as I can when I'm out there. So Mm -hmm. having all that other technology, as far as um, the route playback, like we were talking about Brad and, and, and the ability to control your motor through your fish finder, you can do that with the XI3. If you really wanted to, you can hit a waypoint on your X, on your HDS live, if you have it all set up and you can draw a route to that waypoint and then you could press go and it'll take you on that route. So there is that ability for it. Yeah, it's cool, but I don't know why I just, (laughs) yeah, it's because you got out there and you're like, I just rather fish. That's how I I can't remember many times. It took me like almost a year and a half to really even mess with the settings of my fish finder because every time I'd get out there, be like, I can't just sit here, dude. Yeah, I can't yeah. the same way. Sit yeah. here and press buttons till I'm like, oh, that looks good, you know. Because yeah. then I'm like, oh, I gotta find fish to see if I'm if they're showing up, right? Yeah. And yeah. Then I'm like, well, I think dude, I found Josh. Them. I have I have to say this really quick. I have a buddy. I'm not gonna say his name because it's too embarrassing. But he went <laughs> out his first time out on the kayak. His first time using his new fish finder it was like a triple shot seven or something like that. And he has it all set up, and he's so stoked. And we get out there, and he's like, dude, there are so many fish right here. They're loaded up right here. And he was on demo mode. <laughs> oh, geez. I was like, I don't see any of these fish. What the heck's wrong with me? And if he had it on demo mode, dude. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's oh, good. Yeah. Uh, it'd be funny, too, if it was telling him, like, what lake it was. And yeah. it's not even the right one the whole time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude. dude that's oh, on man. the other side of the U.S., man. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but no, it took. I remember Brad, I was go up to Kaiser Lake, dude, and we'd get, yeah. I kept trying to dial it in there. And one day I finally was like, all right, that's it. I'm just going to sit here and do it. And I hated it because then I started marking fish. I was on the road bed, Brad, mm-hmm. the old one. And I'm like, oh, there's fish. That's definitely fish. And I'm like, center drifting over it, over and over it, trying to like get good definition to where I could really see the bed a lot better than just kind of the way it was. And, um, but yeah, I, I'm the same way, dude. I, there's times, I, there's times I'm like, I don't even like rigging up my kayak. Like, cause I just want to go and get in water. Yeah. Um, like my buddy, Mike, my buddy, Mike Grimsley, he is a Hobie guy and he custom built his own trailer. And when he did that and he's a Hobie guy, he's got, you know, he's got a Torquedo. He, but he has his setup to where it's literally just hook the trailer up and go. Mm-hmm. He's got a place to be able to park this huge trailer. So it, like when I was, uh, I stayed with him over last summer and I was like, dude, it's so nice to have that ability. Like, you know what I mean? It's just all your stuff's there. Like mm-hmm. the only thing I'd have to do is for me, I just had to take my rods out and my, grab my life jacket as it just cause I was afraid to blow out cause I wouldn't strap it against a chair or whatever. But, yeah. and I'm like, and then that, that's made my fishing now, like kind of a pain. I'm like, now I'm back to my old setup, you know? And I'm like, man, I got to set everything up, take it off, set it up, take it off. And, yeah. but, um, with what you guys are doing over there, do you guys have plans to like, kind of keep going? Like, I guess like further into the kayak game as far as like what motors would have the kayak option, you know, the smaller uh, shaft length, like, you know, you know how like you've got, you know, higher grade trolling motors that have this or that on it and added. Do you guys think that motor guide will try to expand that through it or are they just going to pretty much for now just stick with the XI3? It seems like for now they'll just stick with the XI3 because I feel like the most important thing on any trolling motor is anchor mode or GPS pinpoint, and they have that, and yeah. they have it wireless, which is perfect for the kayak. It's 
you know, not a foot pedal. They have that wireless foot pedal, but you know, the, the remote control just makes it really kayak friendly. Um, whether you're sitting down, you know, you can still fish sitting down or standing up. So I feel like right now I, I don't really see anything other than maybe something to stow and deploy it for like short term, mm-hmm. but long term, I'm sure there's going to be innovations done as, as, you know, as who knows, Lawrence comes out with one or Garmin comes out with one for a kayak. I'm, I'm sure at some point these other companies are going to get into the game and then that'll push innovation for, for all of them to continue to go crazy with the kayak trolling motor in the front for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And you kind of see like, I mean, there's not, if I remember correctly, I think some people used to run XI fives at first, right? There was some that were doing an XI5. Maybe on like a big Hobie. Yeah, I saw I saw the uh, white version on a couple. Well, I think didn't Drew do an XI five when he before? Oh, yeah, like when he was down and he was remember when he got out of the boat? Where was that in Florida or wherever? And he was yeah, like climbing Kissimmee Chain solo skiff. Yeah, which is a big boat hmm. because you don't well, want to put too much pound. You don't want to put too much thrust on right. the nose of your kayak. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I'm sure Brad can attest if he has the motor facing the other way yeah. and he forgets it's on full power, which I've done before, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're hitting the deck quick. Yeah. yeah. And not only that, but it's a lot of strain against plastic. For you sure, think yeah. about on boats, you know, that's mm-hmm. a lot tougher material and you sit yeah. there, you, you go too much higher and any kind of, you know, pounds thrust that's going to rip them bolts out over time, you know? For sure. So, yeah. But what Bonafide told me, and I'm, sure this is the same throughout any kayak is the nose of the kayak is actually the strongest point of the kayak so it's Mm -hmm. it's perfect that we're putting that motor you know the bow mount up there because that's the that's where all the plastic comes together and it's it's supposed to be the strongest point too so Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it it's a true point because that's how they store kayaks a lot of times at places that don't have a lot of a lot of room will storm on the noses or you know they'll storm up vertically so yep um, but one one little hack, Brad, that I'm going to share too is that your batteries in your remote will die. Oh okay? yeah, and you never want them to die when you're four or five miles offshore. So <laughs> make sure you carry a little screwdriver and some extra AAA's with you at all times, so you can just all you got to do is switch it out. You don't have to um, reconnect the remote or anything. You just switch mm. the batteries out, and you, you're good to go. I was literally thinking that earlier today when I was on the water. <laughs> Yeah. It's the <laughs> I mean, worst. Talk, talking about this, all I want to do is get this foot, the wireless foot control, and I want one in my Kilroy. Dude, Josh, I, I could see you with one of these motors. You would love it on the Kilroy. Yeah. It's, it. it's, it's cool because it's got, I mean, I know it doesn't have like kind of the same internal setups, but it's got internal rod tubes that I don't use. It's kind, yeah. of, kind of garbage, but like you could run wiring through it real easy, or yeah, add, yeah. you know even add it to keep it out of the way, keep it clean, yeah, and that sort of thing. Because I mean, I really I looked at doing Bixby because I I really like their product too, and I like Torquedo. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like a lot of this stuff. Yeah, um, for but sure. but when I'm like, man, where am I? Gonna, how am I going to wire that up? Like, because my my tackle box is right there. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like I don't know how I could run this with the steering cords basically you know yeah. with it. so like the bow mounted idea is just it looks and then yeah. I, i'm a huge fan of the fact that it's you know with pinpoint you know with anchor lock that sort of thing i'm like that's my jam because i hate mm-hmm. i hate anchors i despise them i just i hate messing with them because sometimes you just want to be able to go quick you know and that's just time yeah. it's like i want to lock here fish all right 10 minutes cool I, i'm not I ain't want to crank that stupid thing up, especially if you're sitting in deep water, but for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's get back into the, the uh, functions of the motor, right? We, we hit on heading lock a little bit. I wanted to talk about GPS and the route thing a little, but I was going to mention heading lock first. Uh, I've noticed that it excels for me pointing up river. If I click it, uh, usually one click faster than the current is coming down. Uh, that keeps me straight on track. I'm go. I'm I'm hitting right through these little eddies. I mean, just perfectly straight. I'm just able to cast hands free. I love it. Yeah, I had to throw that in there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's literally like one of the coolest things about it is that because you're hands free the entire time. You don't have to worry about mm-hmm. it. 
and when you catch a fish you just press it press it off really quick so you're not you know going away from the fish and it turns off and man that heading lock is <laughs> oh, it's literally what it's literally like everything you need man it's it's it's, it's awesome it's perfect for the river i mean I, I think i use that more than spot lock you know yeah yeah unless i'm hitting like a certain piece of structure where i'm i'm downstream from that structure ca- casting upstream you know but yeah um GPS. how does it brad real quick how does it work for you say in that instance say you see um like a, a lay down or whatever and you're about 10 yards past the lay down but you're trying to cast 10 yards up past your lay down right and let it drift down mm-hmm. in, in, into the lay down or next to it or whatever so how is that motor working for you what what, what are you doing in that scenario to stay in place and make multiple casts uh, usually if I'm going upstream and I see that little lay down there, I'll, I'll hit the anchor mode for that and then I'll cast at it. Okay. Well, I'll probably position myself a little bit out towards the middle of the river. Okay. So you're not going to sit in that current line. No, I, I cause you're I, gonna I get know there's going to be fish there. Yeah. I know there's going to be fish there. So Roll I, out. I, yeah, but I'm saying though, if you are, your target is out in front of you, you're, you're you know, you're not necessarily going to worry about sitting where you're at because you're going to be down from mm-hmm. your target you're going to throw past your target just like you would mm-hmm. normally yeah. river fish so but you are going to take yourself out of the current line right yeah yeah okay usually uh, it's sometimes kind of, it's kind of important to do that because you never know you see people that get out and they try to use stuff in current lines like that like they you know use anchors try mm-hmm. to slow themselves down or whatever and they get in trouble um, um so I'm trying to think I, I used, uh, well, just take like the railroad bridge in Franklin, for example. Yeah. I, I was, I was, it's a quick current through there. I was, I was yeah. anchored in the current, not moving at all. Yeah. Uh, Dylan was asking me uh, about it. I sent him a video. I was like, this is how legit the GPS is. I was not moving from that spot, no matter how fast that current was. Yeah. If you really want to turn heads when you get to the boat dock, launch your kayak with the motor down <laughs> pull it out like with no one in it and everyone's just gonna be like what the heck is this guy doing and then just <laughs> and then just press pinpoint and it'll just stare at there and walk back to your truck put your wheels away or whatever you gotta do and then walk up to the dock and walk into your boat and just drive <laughs> off dude i i want to do i want to make a video so bad because i saw Derek brundle do that with his where yeah. he was ghost ghost driving it i'm like i want to do that but i'm afraid and our our launch areas are no dude it'll go i want to say i've been at least man dude i've been at least like 300 no like 200 feet away from it and wow. okay. it stays i i think i can just go home i don't think it matters wow <laughs> that's serious so it's just holding its spot like what yeah remote just turns it off so let's say you were on the dock. How far could you control your kayak before it loses signal? From I'll the get remote? back to you on that. I'll okay. do some R and D with someone else in the water. <laughs> because I, I'm going to go to a little pond and I'm going to try some stuff. Just I'm just going to get some video. You know, just yeah. mess around. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. How accurate is the GPS? Like to hold you on a spot? Yeah. yeah. Dude, when I when I press it and I'm sitting there, I really some people say they feel themselves move a little bit. I promise you this. I'm not just being biased about it. Like I don't move. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's like a foot by a foot. Yeah. Because do you think that might be because you're in a kayak and the weight ratio isn't as significant as like what maybe a boat is? So a lot yeah. of times that's where you hear the 10 foot mark or whatever people might yeah. talk about. Yeah. I don't I sure. like maybe if it gets that boat gets moving it's a little harder for the trolling motor to catch up. I don't know. I don't, I don't know much about boats, but I've always kind of heard that, you know, it's like, Oh, well it's not true. Jeep like locking you. You're in like a 10 foot radius or whatever. You no know, way, dude. it's not 10 feet for sure. Yeah. I want to say it's at a maximum, maybe two or three, but yeah. dude, mm-hmm. I don't feel it moving. So I, I sit there. I want to say motor guide said within four feet. But yeah, I, mean, that's I, I don't know. I don't know where I got to. <laughs> yeah. But like, but but like I've you seen said, those videos where it has like a circle around the motor right. and it's like yeah. 10 feet radius or whatever. But no, dude, 10 feet. No, no way. 
No, it like you said, it I don't notice it moving off my spot at all. No. And it could change with different locations. Who knows? I don't know. But yeah. if you have a Lorance too, you could put you know, like the pucks, yeah. the Lorance mm-hmm. pucks. That'll actually tighten your your GPS marker because the marker's in the head of the motor. Mm-hmm. But when you have the NEMA system and everything working together and you have the puck, then you can really dial in your direction that you're facing mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, and it, it, tightens, it. it tightens it. Yeah, like Grimsley has the Garmin version of that, Brad, and he loves it because he can find true north, yep. you know, like real easy yeah. and all that. So anytime you can add that stuff, it's going to make that, that GPS work a lot better because he loves it on just on his fish finder alone for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. Alone. and i've seen guys put it on the dry pod brad they just put mount it, it on what they just mount it straight to the dry pod on the bonafide the puck oh okay barry davis has one i think on his boat it's just mm-hmm. right on his dry pod that's interesting yeah hmm. uh let's talk about the route playback so I, I mentioned to you before we started i've never used the feature so i don't know what it is and i'm too lazy to look at the manual so yeah so you basically just press record, you know, you get out, you press record, you run a route. Let's just say you have your favorite stretch of grass that you want to run the outside of the grass line on. You, you, you follow that grass line, you're, you're fishing and you're like, all right, I want to, I want to go back through there. You press, you press one and then it'll save it as one. And then when you press one again, it'll take you right back on that same route. So, so after you hit one, I mean, like, is it like a slow jerk or you got to make sure the motor's turned down? You want to make sure your motor's turned down every time, like okay. heading lock, whatever, like make sure, and you're not standing up and because, <laughs> you know, yeah. the thing's not absolutely perfect, but if you're going slow speeds and stuff, it definitely makes a nice mm-hmm. turn for you and stuff. It's not like, it's not like, like super jagged yeah. unless you have it on full speed, then it, it does what it does, but. It's it's really nice. My buddy uses it more than myself. Like I told you, I've used it a mm-hmm. few times, and it's cool. But like I said, even with the anchor mode, like I use, I, I myself make my own minor adjustments, so I don't have to stand sideways on my kayak, right? Even though I could, yeah. So I got you. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try that because I got a few spots spots in mind where I just hit like. A tournament last year, I just hit the same bank. I went back and forth, mm-hmm. back and forth all day long. And the the remote should come on the back of it. There should be a little card that kind of explains that all mm-hmm. the route playbacks and everything for it. And I think there's even a diagram on the website on Motor Guide too. If you want to, if you lose that card or something, because when I first got it, I kept that card in my kayak, so I kind of mm-hmm. remembered, you know, all the different buttons. So it's a good idea. Yeah, it's sweet. I think it does up to eight. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was was curious what the numbers were. I didn't, didn't know what it was. I, mm-hmm. I need I need to read. <laughs> just... <laughs> so, how far is your prop um, from yeah, the yeah. bottom of your boat? For so, like, if somebody's interested in getting one of these, what kind of depths are you looking at being able to to attain? You know, go through without worrying about hitting the motor on the bottom or the prop. Sorry. When I was at Gunnersville, dude, I was in two feet, two feet of water, and I wasn't hitting anything. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can definitely get into maybe a foot. You know, you definitely want to be careful, but you can you can maneuver your way through a foot, and you can adjust the the shaft. So you can if you're if I know I'm in heavy grass, like when I was at Gunnersville, I had my shaft up a little bit, but um, you can adjust the length of the shaft. It has a you know like a something to loosen the neck pull it up, tighten it where you want it to stay, mm-hmm. which is super cool too. You can adjust the height of your prop. Yeah. Do you- and then one thing too is like I've hit a rock before. So I'm sure people say that, like what if you hit a rock? So the cool thing about it is if, and I've hit it at like four miles an hour and it releases itself. It doesn't hold tight to itself. It'll release itself and it's like a safety mechanism so that way, if it, if you just hit it full force and it stayed locked in, you'd break the shaft. Yeah, but it, yeah, it it pops something in in the whole mechanism and it and it loosens itself. So at least it's like kind of like loose when it hmm. when it when you hit the rock. But it's definitely not fun. And if Derek was on here with us, he he'd tell you a story about the I want to say the Susky River. Oh yeah, um, he he hit one pretty good, but 
he's never broken a shaft i don't think but i've never broken a shaft and i've hit i've hit a couple rocks sometimes you're just you're so concentrated on fishing maybe you're going to get your crankbait out of the rocks and you're kind of close to shore and you don't really realize it you turn you hit mm -hmm. a rock but i've i've never i've never uh broken a shaft before yeah yeah and to go off of that josh i i pulled uh my buddy matt through riffles that were about 1.1 uh feet deep so you can get pretty okay. shallow and then yeah. if you want to get shallower just pull your motor up and and it, it's funny if you pull it up too high you, you hear the water splashing in front it makes it sound like you got a motor on your kayak like yeah. a, no i'm like saying like outboard. literally <laughs> yeah i'm saying like literally pull it up on your boat and just and yeah. then just paddle the six inch or whatever however shallow yeah. you want to get yeah yeah so. it, it's it's cool though man i like it yeah <sighs> actually well, when i was when i was up at clear lake um if you guys we'll kind of end with this and we'll wrap it up yeah. maybe but um when i was up at clear lake for the bass uh for the bass event out there last year that russ snyders came out and taught us all <laughs> a good lesson <laughs> uh, he, he, i uh i was so excited because i took top 10 i, I kind of knew i took top 10 and i what i normally do is when i get to the boat ramp i you know i i take my motor off first and i walk my motor up to my truck because I have a bona fide, I don't have wheels on it or anything. So I grab, mm -hmm. and then I put my motor in my truck, grab my wheels, go back down to the ramp, put my kayak on the wheels, and then I, and then I pull my kayak up without the motor on the front because it's lighter. Mm -hmm. So, in the midst of that, that's my normal routine. I thought I did all that, and I literally was, went to the award ceremony, super stoked, drove all the way home, got into my, got into my garage right here in SoCal, eight hours away. And I'm like, where is my motor? No. And what I did was I pulled my motor off, put it on the side, and I never picked it up. Oh, left, you left it sitting I left, there? I left it sitting there. So some lucky guy <laughs> or girl really? took my motor, and it was gone forever. But that's the cool thing, too, besides that part, is that it does have a quick-release bracket, so <laughs> it's super easy to take off and on. But just make sure – when you take it off, make sure you, you take uh, it with you. you. Take it with you, <laughs> dude. That would suck. Yeah, it wasn't fun. I thought <laughs> someone stole it, and then I started to really process what I that whole time after, and I was like, I left it there for sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I hate that. I've done that with <laughs> you I did know that with a paddle. Yeah, I was gonna say paddles, rod sleeves. It's not a big deal with a paddle until you're like. That's a three hundred dollar paddle. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, cool, well, man. We're yeah. we're we're at that mark. I think we hit it all. It was a good episode. So, heck yeah, I appreciate yeah, you taking the time sure. to come on, man. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. It was fun. I know if I, I get a you. if I hit hit up and get a motor guide, I know who to contact. Now you got a lot of good information, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Happy to help. Uh, before we close it out, you want to uh, go through some shout outs and all that stuff? Anybody you want to thank? Yeah, sure, man. Thanks. Uh, first, I'd like to thank, you know, Motor Guide for supporting me. They've been, I've been with them for a couple years. It's been fun, you know, innovating with them and, and really pushing the limits when it comes to this whole bow mount craze that's going on right now. And it's fun to be a part of their team. And uh, one thing that I'll announce really quick and I forgot is that motor guide is going to have a team at the national championship at kbf and i'm going to say it here first because it's all official it is going to be myself fluke master gene jensen drew gregory alex cox and danny rebe with new canoe so nice. that's, that's a team guys. right there man yeah that's, that's our team. five guys we're coming in hot we we would have had Derek, but he's he's for sure with new canoe so yeah we're coming for team new canoe for sure <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah besides that um bonafide as well ss127 i love the platform uh they've been they've been good to me and uh it's a great it's a great fishing platform and dakota lithium batteries kayak fishing supplies is an outfitter i work with um you know they, they're a one-stop shop for all your kayaking needs they really specialize in the whole motor guide thing they have everything you need from wiring to mounts to motors to everything you need so you don't have to go searching around for it and nines optics and that's pretty much it man my family and my wife supports me all the traveling i do 
going to be going to Texas in the next couple of weeks for the championship. So excited about that and appreciate you guys having me on the show. Um, it's been, it's been fun. Yep. I, I got to say one before we end this, I, the videos that you and your wife make on your Instagram is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks man. She is the one that actually does all that. She's, she does some pretty funny reels if you want to go watch her in the yeah. mom scene. Yeah. But thanks. I appreciate that. I'll let her know. Yep. All right, man. Uh, Josh, you want to take it out? Yep. Thanks to everybody for taking the time to listen to another episode of the final cast. And we'll see you next week. And Shane, thanks again, man. You guys have a good night. See ya. Sweet. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures located in Northern Illinois for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.